This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, it's Greg Hoffman from Take Command. And the best part about podcasts is they create a 25th hour in the day. Whenever I'm commuting, metro, car, even when I'm riding my bike around town, although in that case, one earphone only, safety kids, I'm always listening to podcasts. And this offseason, you can get all the insights, all the news, all the analysis, and Logan and I occasionally make a joke or two in the Take Command podcast on demand so it fits in to your busy schedule. Follow Take Command in the Odyssey app or wherever you get your pods. Take Command podcast from Odyssey Sports. All right, Logan, we are, I should have said this earlier uh, in the podcast, but I will say this now. We're going to try something next week uh, that we've never done before. We're going to do a, a live show. Um, now, it will not be like live. You can come see us. Uh, you can't come to my house or Logan's house where we are sitting recording this. Uh, but you can join us on this our little virtual uh, studio. And so what we will do is we will have more. One, we'll have more details on exactly how you can join us on Tuesday. We're hoping to stream live on YouTube. Make sure you're subscribed to the Odyssey Sports YouTube page because if we can pull that off, that is where we will be doing it. Uh, but we will likely open up our little digital studio here uh, and let some folks on to ask us questions, quote unquote, in person. Uh, so that is going to be part of what we do next week. We'll try to schedule an interview for the other uh, day on the podcast. So we'll catch up with, with someone in the uh, the commander's universe uh, on Tuesday. Or sorry, for, uh, I guess, well, we got to figure out Monday's pod too. So we'll we'll have more information. I just realized, oh crap, we have three pods next week. So we'll, we'll try to have some interviews and then we will do this. We will tape it on Thursday and it will be the release on Friday. Um, but uh, in the spirit of taking some questions, we got this one from Kyle Colombo, who also takes like some regular mailbag questions in that pod as well. Um, but he sent this to you on Instagram. You sent it to me so I could read it on this here podcast. Uh, hey, Logan, big fan of the content. Would greatly appreciate your take on the offensive scheme from Scott Turner. Personally, I have not been a fan of Turner since he came to Washington, but especially this year. I understand we don't have a franchise quarterback, but there is no reason we shouldn't be scoring in the mid to upper 20s every game with the level of talent on offense. At some point, it's got to fall on the coaching staff. I could go on and on about the Giants game, but that rant could go on forever. He saved your, your inbox from that one. Uh, the last thing I'll mention, which to me is absolutely disgraceful, harsh, is the fact that Terry McLaurin didn't have a red zone target until the game against the Falcons. Anyways, would love to get your perspective on the offense. Thanks. So I, I, I want to like distill the question down into kind of two parts. Mm-hmm. One, when someone says the scheme, like we what could really do is, a whole show on this, by the way, yeah, this would we, be a little, we, yeah. we should. And we, to some extent we, we just did, but like, yeah. we just spent 45 minutes on 2% of things that we think could help. <laughs> Right. But like, yeah. that's the level of detail that that really exists in the NFL. There's a reason they prepare for six days to play on one. Yeah. Um, but when someone says the scheme, like to you, what is the scheme? What does that even mean? Well, I think if you look at like, you know, Scott Turner versus Norv Turner, that scheme, it's a very specific type. And I think that the scheme as defined by that parameter was much more on display earlier in the year when Carson was a quarterback, this kind of 
deep passing, longer developing stuff, you know, was one of the reasons the offensive line was putting so much stress. Um, and I think he's actually done a really nice job kind of shifting gears a little bit, getting away from that, kind of saying that's not what we can sustain long term. So, you know, in answer to this guy's question, that sounds to me like a, an offensive coordinator who's thinking outside the box and, and and making changes, right? They've kind of shifted to this run-first approach. I think Ron is probably a big driving force behind that. And I think I mentioned this in the last show. I think Scott, you know, for all of his warts, has done a really nice job of in the confines of this new run-first offense, developing play-action pass shots, getting guys touches, making easy throws for Taylor Heineke, and then also kind of knowing when to sprinkle in variations off the duo variations on like the toss crack like that type of stuff the jet sweep stuff i thought that was a really really nice innovation that they brought out was it against the atlanta against atlanta or maybe the week before it was a big it was a big feature right curtis sam will right. get a lot of touches green bay was a big one of those right getting yeah. getting touches on the perimeter to kind of complement this inside zone run um again finding easy throws for taylor taylor's done a nice job of kind of getting the ball where it's supposed to be i mean the third down execution the philly game was masterful like the play calling in those situations was really good as well in terms of the passing game so as much as people want to kind of date scott because they're not scoring points and i get that they're not scoring a lot of points and that's very very frustrating but that's more of like a red zone diagnosis i i really think this has been to my eye anyway scott's best year since i've been covering the team and it's oh, yeah. because he's 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 challenging himself. He's he's messing with expectations, and he's and he's making he's elevating the offense. He's elevating a, a, a I would say an average to below average offensive line, and he's ele- uh, elevating an average to below average quarterback. And I think that that's him. He's he's done that. And so as much as people want to say, look at what Kyle Shanahan's doing. Kyle Shanahan has one of the best offensive lines in the NFL. He has skill position players out the, you know, you know what, and a quarterback that is very, very good at executing that scheme. He doesn't have that here, really. He's got a guy he's, he's kind of working around and this kind of handcuffed him. So I, I, you know, I personally think the scheme has changed. And I think Scott has done a nice job of, of conducting that change to support an offense that is more efficient than it's been, um, even though it might not be scoring quite as many points. No, I 100% agree. I I didn't love every call on Sunday. And there's some situational stuff that we talked about um, on the last podcast. But, you know, I think Scott previous to that had been like a four or five week just heater where he, I don't think he missed a whole lot. Um, You know, the red zone stuff is, that's also something maybe we can talk about. Uh, We can do a little red zone self scout. Maybe we'll do that for for Monday's pod or something like that. But just real quick on the red zone, but just real quick. If you look at every play in the red zone, there's opportunities there. Like the throws, he's he's created open right. throws. And right. Well, that's what I was going to say is yeah. like the red zone's hard to execute. And when you have a quarterback who can't really throw balls in tight windows very well, and you don't have an elite big receiver, like yeah. you're throwing some of your your um, your fade routes to Cam Sims. All due respect to Cam, who's like not bad in those situations, yeah. but it's not like you're throwing it to Devontae Adams yeah. um, and like. Cole Turner has not really been able to develop a connection with, with Taylor. Um, Logan Thomas has been in and out of the lineup and, and is not really like a jump, even though he's like got that big body. It's not like he's a, a former basketball player, uh, you know, who's great jump ball guy. 
Um, and then Terry is smaller uh, in terms of elite receiver but, height. Like, but even maybe just, more importantly, you have a small quarterback. And right. In the yeah. red zone, that's a huge thing, right? To, and that's one of the reasons why they liked big receivers when they were in Carolina is because it's easy to see those dudes in the red zone. They're just bigger bigger targets, right? Right. So, um, you know, like I said, there's an open throw to Jahan where he doesn't throw it on time. Like, he misses Bates late. Like, you're not, you're going to be hard-pressed to find a bigger guy than Bates in the, you know, in the red zone. So, and right. the, 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 the touchdown to Bates in Atlanta was a beautifully designed play. So, it's there. It's just the execution in my estimation. That's the thing. It's the execution of the scheme that has led to lackluster offensive production uh, in the red zone specifically. Right. It, it's... Man, it's it's so tough to score down there. And it's why I think they've been better in like the high red zone than they have like mid red zone. Like they're better yeah. off at the twelve than they are at the five. Yeah. Um, because the space just becomes so condensed. And that's such yeah. a great point about him being able to see. But like it's bleeping hard to score down there. Yeah. And that is somewhere where like someone like Wentz is a little appealing because you potentially do hit some of the bigger shots down the field earlier. They've got to be better in, in like the green zone. They've got to be better 40 yards and then hitting some of the shots. And Taylor has hit some of those in some of their higher scoring games. They've gotten those big plays where it's like 45 yard big plays, even if you're not getting the 80 yarders that you get with Wentz out there. Um, obviously there's, there's other downsides there. Um, but I think in general, like Scott's been pretty good. And yeah. when you watch the tape, like you see the opportunities available and, you know, I, I think, you know, Kyle in his question blows past the obvious thing. Not only do they not have a franchise quarterback, like if you look at like the ringers quarterback rankings, I know everyone yeah. loves Taylor here and and he's in my opinion, in your opinion, the best option for this team right now. He's like the 30th ranked quarterback in the NFL. Right. Yeah. Um, you're not, that's not even like a below average. That's like bottom of the barrel starting quarterback. And so the fact that they are consistently able to do anything with a quarterback at that level is pretty remarkable. It's a credit right. to their skill position guys. It is a credit to their offensive coordinator. And sometimes just because the answer doesn't change and it's unsatisfactory doesn't mean that a new problem has actually arisen. The problem has been the same the whole time. They don't right. have good quarterback play. And that doesn't mean that Scott is, is, isn't getting better. It doesn't mean that the, you know anything else. The answer is the same now as it was in 2020. Their yeah. quarterback play is not very good. And when they get a good quarterback, they will probably score a lot more points. And their inability to find one, I think, is actually more of an indictment of the market than it is of them. Right. They tried. Um, now, did I, did I like the Wentz move? Absolutely not. Um, I think that was a miss, right? Like, I think you're better off spending that money on, you know, your offensive line. Uh, and I think that's borne out, obviously, over time. Who knows how Carson would have developed? It's it's a hypothetical. We can't know. But there's not 32 good quarterbacks. Not every team gets one. You know, right. that that's just the, the reality of the NFL. And so unless you're going to get your, your scout right in the draft or something weird happens where an actual good quarterback becomes available in free agency and he chooses to sign with you or you get to trade for one, okay, but that typically doesn't happen because teams don't let go of good quarterbacks. They do, and they spend right. absurd money to keep them. And so that's that to me is the core of the issue. Um, right. The offensive line issues that we've talked about, how limited, I think, is the best way to describe this offensive line. Yeah. You ask them to do very specific things, run duo, go ahead, hit the guy in front of you. Like, they can do it. But it's when you don't have a lot of time and you don't have a quarterback who can 
create time and or make big throws or do a lot of the other things that people not named Taylor Heineke can do. It's just tough. And so they're averaging 19 and a half points a game, but that also includes like a, a 12 against Chicago. That was Wentz an right. eight against Philly. That was Wentz a seven. I think it was against Dallas. That was Wentz with Taylor. Yep. Like they've scored what, what I think I'll, I'll wrap up with this thought, Logan, they know what they're getting. When we talk about high yeah. ceiling, high floor, low ceiling, low floor, like Taylor is high floor, low ceiling. And every single game with the exception of Philly They've scored, I think, between 17 and 23. And that Philly would have been in that had they not had the the goofy lateral fumble at the end fumble, of the game yeah. where they, ac- they accidentally scored uh, 32. So they know what they're getting each and every week. And to establish that level of consistency with this group, mm-hmm. I think is actually a credit to Scott Turner more than it is an indictment of him. That That's how I would wrap that thought. I think that's a perfect way to wrap it. And just like, just Chris was the guy, right? Who asked the question? Uh, Nope, that wasn't his name. What was his name? Sorry, buddy. Uh, Kyle. 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 Sorry, Kyle. It's the, it's a CT man strikes again. Anyway, the <laughs> um, what what I'll say is that like, are there things that I wish Scott would do differently? Yes, but that's also like, that's just life. In the that's like coordinators don't always do the same thing. I think when I step back and I say, is what Scott's doing, is what he's doing working? Yes, like he's getting open throws, he's creating open opportunities, and I think that's where you have to kind of humble yourself and say, this is different than what I would be doing, but it still is an effective solution. And right. it doesn't always look pretty, but I think to, to Scott's credit, like these, this the, the way the play action game has developed is a huge testament to him. Like he's done that. Like they've done that. Him and Ron, him and whoever, Zampezi, whatever, whoever's working on that. That's been awesome to see the the making the jet sweep fakes more viable by giving those guys touches there. That's been Scott, like calling those plays, calling runs that pair with duo, all that stuff. And that is that's good offensive coordinator play. And I think, you know, Ron always says, you know, Scott is a very young play caller still. And I think that's yeah. something that we often forget is that like this is like his third year calling plays and you're starting to see some growth and maturity. And and, you know, like, is it always pretty? Kyle, no, it's not always pretty, but I do think he's done some really good things that make me say, okay, like let's improve the offensive line. Let's see if we can find, you know, maybe a better quarterback, like long-term moving forward. And you say this offense has the the makings of something to be very special, especially with Scott improving in that area. Oh, by the way, they're also six, one and one in their last eight games. Yeah, man. Like, holy. And, and again, like it's not, it's not just the, that's the other thing. Last point here. That's not the only thing you're doing. It's how does your offense fit in the context of your team? Like if this was a bad defense and you said, oh, we got to go out and score 30 points, this offense, I guarantee you would look different. It would look drastically different. You'd be the Lions. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That's a great – that's exactly what you'd be – you'd be taking more shots. You'd be being way more risk of – you'd be encouraging more risk. Yeah, risk tolerant. Thank you offensively because you knew you needed to do that to win games. That's not what this is. You are basically, Ron has basically said in every talk that I've had with him is we want to put the defense in the best position to be successful. And the way to do that is to possess the football, play conservatively. And that has bore itself out in a very nice way. When the only reason that the giants game is even close is because the offense makes a mistake and they have a turnover on the 20 yard line going in. Right. So if you can limit those mistakes, the defense is good enough to I don't know, you can't win a game with defense but you know what i'm saying it's to, to keep you in a close game well that's the thing the, the defense can keep you below your offense's floor 
right? Yes. Because yes. if we know yes. they're going to score 17, the defense needs needs to not give up. I mean, they literally won the Colts game 17-16. Yeah. That's, you do that, that's a win. Yeah. Um, and, and so if they can continue to do that um, by not, and that, that's the thing. It's like, well, okay, if they, if they would score more points, that would be better. Like, yeah, but if you score more points with two more turnovers, that's worse. And I think that's yes. that's legitimately what we're talking about here yes. is one to two more turnovers per game plus a defense that would give up more, uh, not just because of the turnovers, because they would be more tired. Allen and Payne wouldn't be out there as often, et cetera, et cetera. Okay, uh, that was really, really great stuff. Uh, if you like it, make sure that you're subscribed so you can get more of it. Uh, perhaps we'll do this again on monday's pod so here's what we need from all of you uh you can tweet me at craig hoffman or message logan at logan underscore paulson 82 on instagram uh or you can leave a comment on this video Uh, i say this video because you might be watching a clip of this on my youtube page youtube.com slash at craig hoffman or on the odyssey sports youtube page perhaps even on the 1067 the fan youtube page our content gets dispersed out into the universe in a variety of places. So wherever it is that you're watching, I have access and as does Matt to all of the comments. Uh, So just leave a comment and let us know what you want us to go deep on early next week. Uh, So go ahead and leave those comments, send those messages, and we will pick a couple of other items, probably some on the defensive side since we went all offense today, uh, to go deep on for Monday. Uh, We will do more uh, to get ready for New York, obviously, next week as well. And then we will do our first ever live show next Thursday night. We'll have all the details Monday and Wednesday on the pots. Uh, For Logan, I'm Craig. We'll see you all next time. Like, subscribe, etc. Peace. Make sure you're subscribed wherever you're listening right now, uh, because obviously, if you're listening there, our, our podcast is available, and, th- and then you can subscribe there, and then you can have it anytime we put out a new episode. Anytime you want it, and it helps us out, guys. Help us out. Help yeah, us help if, you. If you don't want to do it for your own listening good, uh, do it for us. Be altruistic, or whatever that version is. I like that. Yeah, I, I, that's a good word. <laughs>